Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, don't you know who I am, listeners? Thanks for downloading the podcast. Uh, just a quick note at the top of the show to say that, yes, my voice is gone. I've been really sick and I've lost my voice and I thought it was back, but in this episode, you know, it kind of cracks a bit. But, you know, I'll get pubes soon. Hurrah! No, just kidding. Anyway, um, just saying massive thank you to everyone, everyone who's been donating to the Possible Campaign. I am feeling very, very, very lucky that you guys like the show and want to see it do well. So thank you very much to everyone who's been donating um, to the Possible Campaign. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're brand new to the podcast, there's a link in the podcast description of uh, this episode. Click the link and uh, go and have a look at the po- Possible Campaign. A whole bunch of different uh, like rewards for you guys if you donate to try and get this made into a pilot to then ship around to some uh, TV producers or networks and try and get this up on the airs. Now, um, I'm going to say I'm going away uh, next week with um, a with the Comedy Festival Roadshow and hopefully I'll be able to record an episode while I'm up there with the comedians. I'm just trying to figure out if uh, if I have the right equipment because I have to take like five mics and all that kind of stuff. So if there isn't an episode next week, I apologise in advance, but I'll do uh, two when I get back and we'll be, we'll be sweet. We'll be fine. Also, um, very soon I'm going to announce a live show. So if you're in Melbourne, I'm going to do an, about four live shows for the month of August and try and uh, do all that. So um, stay, like, you know, follow me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Josh Earl or follow me on Facebook uh, at Josh Earl Comedian or follow the Planet Broadcasting uh, Twitter as well. And if you don't do that, you should follow that because there's amazing shows on the Planet Broadcasting umbrella of podcast shows, uh, Auntie Donna, uh, Two in the Think Tank. Do go on, just to name a couple. Now, or not a couple, three. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to uh, this episode coming up right now. Um, he didn't say it, but I'm going to say it. John Safran's on this, and his book is its really its a, such a great read. It's called Depends what you mean by extremist. I read it pretty much in two two days, which is quite a feat for someone with two kids. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, buy it, read it, enjoy the podcast. It's a good one, and hopefully I'll, you'll hear from me with a nicer voice next week. Cheers. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that if you like people with bad voices talking, oh, you're in for a treat today because I lost my voice. Now, it's the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week, a hip-hop artist by the name of Index 3 released a song called The Ballad of Joshua Earl, and it's fucking woeful. Anyway, (laughs) if you're new to the podcast, this is where I get four people I like and quiz them all about their lives, so let's meet them now. Our first guest is a TV host, a radio presenter, and author. He shares his name with a customer service agent in San Francisco, an engineer at Global Foundries, and a Detroit psychologist who, on his LinkedIn profile, spells it psychologist. 
Please welcome the author of Depends What You Mean by Extremists. It's John Safran. Yay. 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 Hello. Thank you. I'm actually Jonathan Safran Foa. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do you oh, sell yeah. a lot of books off people thinking, oh, great, a new, a new one by Jonathan Safran Foa? I, I occasionally, because he wrote a book about vegetarianism, and yep. I, I occasionally get an over-emotional email <laughs> talking about how I changed someone's life. Like, because he were, and yeah, it's kind of, if I'm confused with him, I always... It's always good for me because I come across as a better person. Because there's the author David Mitchell and there's the comedian David Mitchell mm. who I actually bought a David Mitchell book by the author thinking it was going to be really funny and it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow, this is really <laughs> – thank God for the book grocer. All right, joining us also is another new-timer to the podcast. Uh, he is a comedian, an ocean girl, and YouTube sensation of such videos as Eating a Fisherman's Basket – Guy in cornrows eating corn while listening to corn. And, of course, Stitch Up. Please welcome comedian Aaron Gox. Hi, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Goxie? Good, thanks. You know, you're the only Aaron Gox on the internet. Woohoo! Yeah. I, try, <laughs> I try and find people with different names and, yeah, no one else has Aaron Gox. Yeah. Thanks. Are there any other Goxes that you know, apart from your immediate family? No. None. Okay. Oh, wow. Fair enough. And also joining us are two fan favourites. She holds the record for the most appearances on the show. It's comedian and knock doctor Demi Lardner. Yay! Yay. Good, good for her. And also is finally is a man who's a comedian, an actor, a podcaster and chrome doggy. It's Nick Kapper. Hey. Kappa. Hey. How's it going? It's good. How, how are you all? Good, good. So what you oh, I wanted to ask John. Because sure. I, I like your demographic because it was weird because I, I told my friend that I was going to be on there with you today. Yeah. And... Uh, she was a bit uh, like a fair bit younger than me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, from the comedy shows." And she goes, "Oh, I loved his book about the murders in the Mississippi." <laughs> ah, you know what I mean? So, like, are people? Do you find people are murder in Mississippi fans, uh, yeah, and they're not comedy fans, or yeah, no, that's definitely it's yeah. bit, maybe it's a bit like Weird Al Yankovic. Where yeah, he just, <laughs> yes. yeah, for some reason, like <laughs> the new generations of fourteen-year-olds still kind of like him or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I just like it how I don't think anyone else has done that transcended from comedy into. Uh, murder writing. Murder writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's perfect. <laughs> All right, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media, where I read out a status update from one of you, and you have to buzz in and tell me who you think it is. Your names are your buzzers. If you guess correctly, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person whose tweet or Facebook status it is, they get the point. So you can't buzz in for your own. Poker face is on. Okay, here's the first one. Who tweeted this? My shoes are too tight, but my socks are too loose. It's like shoving a pug puppy in a drain pipe. Kappa. Yes, Kappa. I reckon it was Demi. You are correct. Yes, I'm point so there. I'm so obvious online. <laughs> I have such a strong brand. I thought that was going to rhyme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> end up with goose. No, somehow. just just nonsense. Just nonsense and garbage. Is that because you got big feet or? What? No, big Listen socks. To the tweet. Oh, big. Oh shit. Sorry. Dang it, Kappa. I've really ruined it. I Sorry. Hate this. <laughs> Oh, and if I read a tweet out that you're not happy with, you can defend the tweet. <laughs> okay? Or not happy with my, my like, reading of the tweet as well. That's fine. I'm happy with everything I've ever done. All right, here we go. My brain. Let's get some stuff done today. My everything else. Nah. John. Who, yes, John. I'm going to guess Nick. Oh, Nick's... This is, no, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. Aaron, you are correct. It was Aaron. Yeah. Yes. yes. Sorry. I love it when your uh, hero doesn't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> For the listener, John looked at Aaron then and said yeah. Kappa, so yeah. I'm going to be yeah, giving the benefit of the doubt. That's like a that's like a double hit, but like <laughs> my hero doesn't know who I am, and he thinks I'm Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could never write such genius. <laughs> 
All right, question three. I feel Cadbury missed the window to do a limited edition Pepe Freddo Frog. Australian alt-right primary school kids have moved on. Uh, Kappa. Yes, Kappa. Uh, Goxie. It was John Saffron there, <laughs> playing for John. Sorry, I went for the food option then. <laughs> Thought there'd be a clear winner. You can play this game using stereotypes. Nick Cody did it very well last week. <laughs> the Pepe the Frog, I, I don't understand, because I'm old and I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So why have the alt-right latched onto it? I know that Richard Spencer wore it and got punched as he was describing it. What? I think it w- because trolling has somehow become such a part of the alt-right. So there's things they even do where the starting point is let's confuse the normies yeah. by making out this is a right-wing thing or a white supremacist thing. Mm. And, the, and then... And then they kind of will that into existence, but then it does become a symbol. Yeah, yeah. like drinking milk is now their thing of, yeah, yeah. that's what But it are. feels like... Oh, wow. What? Yeah. And just not having brittle bones well, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's more about it's pure white. Oh. oh. So but it's sort of your chalky met, milk. It's meta <laughs> because they, they don't think... They're, they're like taking the piss. Yeah. So, so they're not like, milk's pure white, let's be that. It's yeah. like... The normies are such idiots that they were <laughs> that, that they'll believe anything. So let's pretend that our new symbol after Pepe the Frog is a glass of milk. Just milk. Oh, wow. That's so general. Yeah. Well, it feels like every. Mean, feels we like love every... breathing. <laughs> we're Nazis and Nazis breathe. <laughs> it feels like every election campaign they try to hijack. Like Bruce Springsteen is like, no, you can't have my song. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's it just like... re- yeah. I also like people are hijacking milk, like because iced coffees yeah. are only advertised to men. Yeah. Oh, it's really? Like, oh, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. be a man true. drinking iced coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, mm. like, women like iced coffees. My mate worked for a – he worked for an advertising company and they were trying to, you know, get, uh, you know, like um, energy drinks and things like that off the road. And they're like, okay, what we want to aim at is for people who sit on the couch but want to do stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess that's mostly men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question four. It's scary to talk to girls because they're always quiet and behind glass and covered in bandages. Oh, hang on. I think I might be thinking mummies. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. I reckon that's Nick Kappa. That is Demi Lardner. Oh. Point yeah. for Demi. The gender mixture. <laughs> uh, you put hey, too mate. much punctuation when I didn't have any in there. So. Oh, I'm already doing that counting the cards thing at the casino where <laughs> I'm going, oh, there's been one for you, one for you, one for you. Know, like yeah. Kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. I try and mix it up. This, is, this also shows how supportive we are as comics when we don't <laughs> yeah. know what our mates are doing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Question five. Told an undercover tram inspector that I was also an undercover tram inspector and to get off this tram because oh, I've been working on this case for months. Yes, Aaron. This is definitely Nick Cover. You are correct, yes. Because <laughs> yes. I was like, yep, he's finally done a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that was so one what, what's the joke? What's the nah. joke? <laughs> I, I forget how it goes. It was. He's working. He got an undercover tram inspector. Yeah. Came up to him and he he told that he was undercover as well to get off this tram because he's been working it for months, yeah. which I think is a very good. It's, yeah, it's a point break reference. Good. Yeah, you know, the point break reference where the guy was undercover all that time and <laughs> then they bust it and he's just like, "I've been living in shit for <laughs> so long. I'm living with drug dealers and you blow my case." Oh, man. So, a so point break Melbourne would be good because it's close to Bell's Beach. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up because this is the next tweet. Yeah. No lie, once did an acting class with Mark Seymour. We did a point break scene. Can't remember who was Patrick Swayze, who was Keanu Reeves. Hashtag Quanda. Aaron. Yes, Aaron. I reckon that's John Safran. You are correct. Yes, it was. <laughs> Do you know, I almost was, because when you start talking point break, 
Yeah. That almost set off the thing in my yeah. head. Well, I was going <laughs> to tell exactly that story. <laughs> oh, wow. So Mark Seymour. You, From Hunters and Collectors. You, you yeah, were well, acting well, with him. Yeah, we're both doing acting class because... <laughs> I was just the worst at it because yeah. I can't like as if anyone's going to believe anything I do <laughs> is not like like somehow oh just just forget it's John Safran yeah yeah and like just be the serial killer but yeah. or, or whatever yeah, and, yeah yeah I was hopeless at it but Mark Seymour was better. I hate auditions because I you know I never did any acting classes but they always go okay so what's your range or something to add to like I was like look I can just play an exaggerated version of myself I can play like upbeat Kappa <laughs> Kappa you know what I mean? like, there's no there's no other. Right, this is the second Mark Seymour reference on this show. And oh. the first one, I, I really like it, which is Ella Hooper was in here and she said that when she was doing the AFL Grand Final, Mark Seymour was also on because they were doing Holy Grail. And oh. when his phone rang, this was in the days when you have like, f- oh. f- like actual ringtones, it was Holy Grail. His own <laughs> oh song was his own ringtone. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like oh. a great guy. Anyway. Holy Grail just reminds me of my dad crying at footy matches and my <laughs> achievements. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. Is it okay to punch a guy who looks like Richard Spencer in the fresh fruit section of my local Coles? Spin troll. Yes, Demi. Gox? No, it's John Saffron. What? Oh, point That's there my for John. second alt-right joke. Yeah, that, I know. That hasn't been picked up, even though I've had an actual conversation <laughs> about Peppy the Frog and the milk and, you know, showing that it's an area of interest. I think she just heard... Yeah, also, know. fresh fruit section, it's Goxie. Oh, right, yes. And I, don't, uh, yeah. I don't do politics. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you do, but you know... I just a general rule, if it's anything a bit clanny... Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> if, they, if they put a tax on Big M, I'll do policy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, question eight. Call your dad, fuck a clown, drink a puddle, live your dream. Kappa. Yes, Kappa. That's Demi. That Dang is Demi, it. yeah. That's a good point, Kappa. <laughs> yes. That's how I start my day. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine... So how many Demi's clowns twi- do you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Demi saying her tweets, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever read people's tweets in their voice? Yeah, I read Aaron's statuses in his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible not to. Yeah. Yeah. I do it to Ronnie Chang. That's the only one I do. It to. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Which is a little bit racist no, as well. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> I want to see a Tour de France winner who got into riding because of Deliveroo. Oh, Kappa. Yes, Kappa. Uh, Aaron Gox. You are correct. <laughs> yes, it is Goxie. And that wasn't the food thing. I. Yeah. That's just a Goxie thing. <laughs> I read it as you. All right. You want, so, and the B side to that was going to be a kangaroo delivering Deliveroo. Uh. (laughs) Glad I went with the A side (laughs) And our last question for this one Sorry about my voice listeners Here it is It's so hard not to laugh when filming a comedy How did the mask even get made? Oh, Kappa Yes, I heard Demi Is it Kappa? No, it's Aaron Gox I thought he was bluffing me Like because he saw me go to speak And then he was trying to make me not say it I only brought that up because I knew you were coming in And uh, Demi and I have a nice history of the the movie The Mask It was the first movie he ever jerked off to Yeah Really? You jerked off to The Mask? Yeah Yeah. Oh, because of Cameron Diaz? No, No, it's the the scene where the dog puts the mask on (laughs) No (laughs) No, I don't know why I believed you for one second Tommy stole that joke from me once and didn't credit me on his stupid podcast. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dog. And then he told me. Comedy podcasts where they kind of attack another comedian <laughs> yeah. for stealing jokes. Yeah. That's my favourite subgenre of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I find it. Do you know Conan O'Brien is actually going to, to court because someone reckons that he stole five tweets off him and oh. used it? What? Yeah. And it's like, one, I saw one of them was like when Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, first c- came out, yeah, and they said they're going to have to rename uh, the street named after her 
if it's a cul-de-sac, it'll have to be a cul-de-no-sac. Oh. And the tweet was, the guy said he wrote it, it was a cul-de-sac less. And I was like, one, I'm sure Conan doesn't want to own that joke now anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, it's like, it's a play on words. Of course more than yeah. one person's going to come up with that joke. Yeah. So... Case dismissed. I'm You're gonna, all right, Conan. I'm going to preempt my suing Conan and just tweet a bunch of things saying, "Hey, I'm Conan. I love being Conan." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second Weird Al reference for the podcast. <laughs> I once interviewed Weird Al Yankovic, and I tried to like bond with him by saying that when I was really little and I was at this scout camp and we had the skit night, and I came up with like a surgeon before I'd heard his and whatever, and I thought it was going to be a bonding thing, but he went. Into like self defense mode yeah. straight away. <laughs> he was like, like I was some a hole, like because he's heard this a million times, like a yeah. holes claiming that like they came up with something. So yeah, it was really also a guy, have, a guy who's ripping off other people, getting upset that someone might be ripping off him. Yeah. Or yeah. Did you have any trouble with uh, Quindon Tarver or Baz Luhrmann? Oh, in my <laughs> one hit wonder novelty song, yeah. Yeah. which hit number twenty on the. I'm showing my age chart. here. Yeah. Not yeah. just hit number twenty, he actually beat uh, Stevie Wonder's. Uh, superstition in the Triple M Triple M's <laughs> top 1000 songs of all time your wow. song came in 826 and their song came in 827 oh, yeah, wow. better song than superstition but people are still annoyed because part of the bump I got was because the original version of the song the sunscreen song wasn't available as a single ah. this was before digital <laughs> downloads and everything ah. it's like you had to buy the whole yeah. album from Baz Luhrmann yep. so people would go in there they wouldn't want to spend the 30 bucks or whatever and they'd kind of take it on the single and I'm still getting like consumer complaints <laughs> like even like all these years later um i remember being i remember loving the song but i remember always being angry at the gunshot that the gunshot wasn't good enough oh, like yeah. i remember being like did he do it with a silencer where do you get this gunshot from because my dad was a farmer he had heaps of guns and i was yeah. like oh he should have just came out of the farm and recorded a couple of guns like, really i was like bad. most of the references went over my head but i was like this is so good yeah. <laughs> when i find out what winnie blues are that's gonna be awesome so, i'm so confused oh yeah i don't know oh, sorry well, there'll be footnotes with this podcast yeah. okay cool and then the round the scores are demi on one point hey aaron gox on three points john saffron on three points and nick kappa also on three points yeah. hey. This round is called nine to five. What a way to make a living. Now we've all had pretty shitty jobs in our life. And this day, today we're going to talk about a shitty job on one person in particular. We're going to go back to a young Aaron Gox who straight after high school got a job in a call center for a very large pizza chain. But why did Goxie get fired? Was it a, when customers would call up and ask for thin crust, he would make fun of them and tell them to get thick crust. They said no. He would say, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. Their pe- the pizzas are better that way. Was it B? In his second week in his lunch break, he went to the cinema to watch the Jackass film. When he came back an hour and a half later, his boss asked him where he'd been and Goxie said, went and watched Jackass. It was sick. His boss fired him on the spot. Or was it C? Goxie got caught using the customer's credit to order food for himself. Ah, John. Now, now. This is is open for all of us. You all get a chance to answer this. Yeah, sure. Don't just buzz in. Ask questions. Okay. He wants you to get it wrong, so he gets the points. I say we can ask any questions. Ask it. Floor's open for questions. I've already kind of done that, again, the counting the cards thing at the casino where I'm kind of trying to figure (laughs) out, like, what sounds most credible, like, like, totally independent of you. Like, what has enough... Oddness, like why would you have said, for instance, jackass out of yep. all things, unless it was jackass? That's kind of where, where my mind's going. So, but that's not the way the game should play. Bear, should bear play in mind, with... I've been doing this for 53 episodes, so I've, I've got 
I know oh, how yeah. now to write a question that sounds like it's true. Oh, yeah. So there you go. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to play yeah. it like what you think is a is good lie to tell about Goxie. <laughs> All right. Also, John, I've known Goxie for eight years and uh, you won't be able to work him out. There's no <laughs> formula. No autism could, could find his autism. <laughs> we could just like dump a bunch of pizzas on the floor and get him to count them as they fall. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, I, I guess I could ask what year it was and then I could match that up with the internet movie no. database <laughs> <laughs> go for it Aaron let's, let's answer some questions let's okay. ask Aaron some questions um, what episode was it the movie Jackass or was it the uh, was it an episode it was it was at a cinema so it was a movie did, he, was did movie. he say it was yeah. at a cinema yeah it was at a cinema yeah okay cool do you yeah. remember which cinema um, it was in Brisbane that's all I remember that's where I used to live who's yeah. your favourite member of Jackass <laughs> um, good question <laughs> I'm I'm a big um, Wee Man. I fan. knew you were going to say Wee Man. <laughs> Why? Because I said big. That's no, what, that's just because I, I know you. Know what what food did you order with the credit card? No, it wasn't a credit card. No. Customer credit. Yeah. Customer credit. Get it right. No. Get my illegal crimes right. No. I love illegal crimes. What make of pizza was it? Um, <laughs> the company. Yes. I can't say, but let's just say. It was what? a it was a house a pizza, <laughs> pizza house. Why can't pizza you say? House. What a weird thing to be prudent about. Because when they fired me, they said, "Don't ever mention this on a podcast." And I said, "Stuff you! I'm a rebel." I reckon I know it. What insult did you? Say to the person when they tried to order thin crust, did you go, "Oh, you're wuss," or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, "Toughen up." <laughs> Why were you emotionally invested in like not giving them their pizza? Um, <laughs> I just reckon choice it, of pizza. I just reckon people aren't. I just reckon. What what was it that I did? <laughs> <laughs> I just reckon um, people need to have a good feed. <laughs> what do you like about Wee Man? Um, I just like how he's out there giving it a go <laughs> despite his size Can, is there any advantage to being the first person to say I, I'm going to take it no we, oh, just, no we just put Goxie out of his misery that's the advantage you reckon you know uh, through this I, I'd take a guess but All right. well, like, like if, if it was something but if it's like we just continue no, on I reckon, we all get a guess I reckon we're, if we were asking about Wee Man I reckon people know what, what they're going to lock in okay so John you can go first what, what do you think A, B or C so was it A He'd tell them to get thick crust. You reckon it was Jackass B, and C is the customer credit. So John is B, Kappa. I'm going to go with Jackass. You're going to go with Jackass as well. And Demi. I reckon it's C. C, okay. Two points there for Goxie, one point for Demi. It was C. He was using the customer credit. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so dangerous. (laughs) So you didn't tell me what food you ordered on their customer. You ordered pizzas for yourself. They don't, companies don't give you customer credit for other restaurants. Were they, <laughs> were they deep pan? It was, do you want me to tell you what happened? It was, yeah. um, so when someone calls up and it'll show on the, the computer screen, like their phone number, and it says, like, it'll come up saying they've got that much. You know when yeah. there's like a, they get a bad pizza and they're like, and the company's just like, oh, give them a 20 buck credit. So yeah. sometimes people would use it, but sometimes they wouldn't. And I'd take down their number, and when I was off duty, I would call <laughs> up and say I'm them. Say, so, yeah, it's Mr. Thompson. Oh my god! And I got away with it for about a year before they caught me. How'd you get caught? Because um, 
I all gone to the one place. It was my friend, and uh, so he was like going, like, "Oh, it's Cox." So who would cushion uh. the expense? Was it the punter or the corporation? Yeah, well, like I guess they must have forgotten that they had credit or something. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant. Oh. Yeah, so I was just using a credit that existed. Oh wow! It, so you can see where it was oh, so quite sort of smart vi- plan, like victim, victimless crime. If yeah, you know, it's yeah. like yeah. Taking, well, if you if you were screwing the corporation, everyone's on your side. But if it was like the punter, you were. Some call me a modern Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always have. I didn't know about this. Goblin Hood. I don't so quite have it. Your dog friend turned you in. Yeah. We didn't turn me in. It was because it was like he was just like laughing. It was like oh, because it's, it's like a call center. The all the managers are in like a fishbowl, and they can see out into the dungeon. Does that was there any? thing of like you getting in bigger trouble than just fired like well that this is what they said because I'd, I'd actually been doing it for a year but they only knew about the one and they were like oh look if you pay this back we'll, we'll call it even we won't call the police oh. i was like oh okay 30 bucks <laughs> oh so, yeah you got fired that's what happens like, to those stock uh, people who like do insider trading is they pitch it like oh they just unfortunately got caught on this one yeah. occasion oh. and it, but when really it's like they've been doing it heaps of times and then this is the the one time where you know they're going to concentrate and they've been caught out. So yeah, like yeah, like a lot of criminals. But so they do it. They, they've got a bigger payoff for their crime, really. Like would you would you say you're the Renee Rifkin of pizza? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been caught do- at the checkouts doing the potatoes. Ah. Oh. And the punishment is usually just to pay for it. Like, how good is that? The punishment. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Like, so are you just like how? holding up? But be- What's like potatoes, potatoes and being like, are these no, not won't. pistachios? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. what it, I know people who do it with uh, tomatoes. So they get the vine ripened ones and they just pick the tomato off the vine and just put it through as normal tomatoes. Because who's going to, who cares about that? Like, mm. but so what do you, what do you do with potatoes? So you buy. Just get better stuff and. Oh, so you. You get like uh, mangoes and say. Ah, oh, so they onions uh, or. And, and you've been busted. Yeah. How often? A couple of times. And but they just there's no consequence. They just say pay for it. Jesus, don't they know about your past? Do <laughs> you flout the rules of the establishment? I just scan my flyby card at every single self checkout before I leave the store. So oh, so I the get, next person. Yeah, I get yeah. all their points. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome. That's why you flew here today on your private jet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, and then you'll From come COVID. up one point short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the end of that round, the scores are Demi on two, Kappa on three, John on three, but in the lead on five points is Aaron Gox. Yeah. yeah. This round is called Knowing Me, Knowing You. In this round, I read out something that's happened to someone in this room. You have to say whether it happened to me or to someone else on the panel. If you answer correctly, you get a point. Incorrectly, the person whose story it may or may not be about, they get the point. Okay, so it's individually. So to Goxie, here we go. Was it Demi or was it me who... At our end of year party in year 12, the power went out of the party. Earlier in the evening, someone had found the host's mum's dildo. So we went around with a torch in the dark, putting the dildo on a person's face and then, ta- and then shining the torch on them. Was that me or was that Demi? You can ask us as many questions Tasmania? as you want. Tasmania? <laughs> Who are you asking? Are you asking that to me? Yeah. Yes, of course. But do you, with these it. answers, do you have to be honest? Or? No, we oh. don't have to be honest. We want you to well, get it wrong. What's the point of You could just you're, ask. You're winning, so we want you to get it wrong. Um, Demi, did it happen in <laughs> South Australia? Yep. Oh, damn. Yeah. Josh, did this 
Did this event scar you? No, it was hilarious. I was putting a dildo on people's faces and then turning light on them. It was the, the power had gone out. There was no music. It was just a bunch of teenagers kind of going, what are we going to do in the dark? And then I was going, hey. <laughs> I was very popular. <laughs> Demi, uh, yeah. how big was the dildo? <laughs> I mean, like in my tiny boy hands, it was, it was fairly big. I would say about seven inches. That's my answer too. In my tiny boy hands, <laughs> uh, put put it in uh, metric system, please. <laughs> I, I don't I don't do imperialistic. Se- seven inches would be about I don't know no. eighteen nineteen centimeters. Was who did any of the kids cry <laughs> in year twelve? <laughs> well, why were you having a party? No, I don't know. Oh. End of year twelve. <laughs> Yeah, all my parties stopped when I was young. <laughs> um, did, did the parents get called up or something? No. Why? It was just the power had gone out. We were fucking around. Oh. Um, all right. How did the? Was anyone scared? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm all out of. I'm all out no, of. No, we are right, watching a dildo. Who, who do you think it is then? I reckon Josh. You are correct. Yes, a point there, Goxie. It was me. Uh, my friend Moyer's house. Hi, Moyer, if you're listening. Um, yeah, and it was really funny because it was our year 12 party and there was a guy in our group who thought it was like a conspiracy that the police had turned the power out in all of Burnie because they knew it was like the end of school and they were going to try and stop the parties before midnight and so everyone could just go home and they were going to arrest everyone for dr- underage drinking. That was the, that was oh, a big conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't some someone crashed into a how, power pole? How did you, where did you find it <laughs> in, in the drawer, or was it? Hidden? I I didn't find it. Someone no. else found. It. I think actually she found it and got it out because she thought it'd be funny, and oh. then and then because she started doing it to people, and then I was going, oh, this is really funny when the lights out, just going bang, yeah. Oh, the poor mum. She wasn't there. She was she was out. That's why the party was at the house. Oh yeah, I know. But what yeah. I mean is, like, she probably would have found out somehow. I mean, it probably would have been headline news in Burnie. <laughs> 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 All right. So to Demi. Was it Nick who, or was it me, who in our very early days in comedy supported quite a big-name comedian in front of what was the biggest crowd would ever performed in front of? The famous comedian tried to calm our nerves and said, don't worry, if, if only half of them laugh, that's still 250 people laughing. We went out there and bombed a bomb so bad that when we walked back in, they said, ah, oh, well, better luck next time. Is that me or was that Kappa? Josh <laughs> Sounds so much like me bombing. Now, you can ask those questions if All you right, want. All um... right, uh, can you say who the comedian was? Who yeah, was it? It was Arj Barker. It was Arj Barker. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how long ago was this? How many years? Ooh, I don't know. I guess about eight, nine years ago. Uh huh. Two thousand and four comedy festival. What was the venue? The RMIT Collide Theatre. That's where he did it. Uh, UNSW in Sydney. I hate this. <laughs> Kappa. You going to say Kappa? Yeah. You are correct. It was yes. me, Kappa. Yeah. So Kappa has been a uni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first time I went to uni. I'd, I, I'd only done small open mic shows. I think I'd only been going for three or four months. Wow. I did support him in that. So yeah. I did support him in 2004. Yeah. And I think I was the only reason I was support because he was, he was young and single back then. Mm. And he needed someone to talk to the girl who was always back there. Like there was always girl, And so... He came in with a girl and he goes, I've just got to go um, back here. Can you just stay in this room? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And if someone comes in, just make them stay here. And so he took a girl mm-hmm. back and was saying goodbye to her. And then another girl came in and she was like, oh, hi, I'm here to see Arch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's um, just here. He's back there warming up and doing stuff. And so then he came out and went, like, hey. And then he was like, another girl. I was like, Whoa. he had a plan. And that's why I think he needed a support act just to Jeez. babysit the the young female. I might have to edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He, um, He'll be fine. He was a really nice guy. And I, yeah. I'd only done small little open mic rooms for about 20 to 30 people. And we used to do this. My mate used to run this uh, open mic night at the uni. And he saw me there. And he said, oh, would you like to support Arch Barker? And I was like. Holy shit. So I did like, went from 20 people to 400 people. I was that nervous that I didn't even finish half my joke. So, and <laughs> that, that was, so it was, it was awful. It was, it was totally, totally bad. And then, um, he remembered me. I saw him at Adelaide Fringe about six months later. And I used to do this joke about shooting with my dad. And I didn't know he's a huge animal rights. Oh. Um, and uh, he was drunk and we're at the rhino room in Adelaide mm-hmm. and I uh, had a really good set and I walked off and he's like, hey, Nick. And I was like, oh, he remembered me. And he goes, did you enjoy shooting the kangaroo's head into little bitty bits? And then just walked off. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I've burned all my bridges already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to Nick, was it John or was it myself who, when we were 17, mm-hmm made a trip into the Melbourne CBD because we'd been told about a white supremacist bookshop. We nervously went in, bought a book about the Freemasons, and then left. Was that me or was that John? So how old were you? When we were 17. 17. 17. Okay. And what suburb was the... It was in the Melbourne CBD next to... It's not there anymore, but the Greater Union Cinema. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was like a little doorway that went up a staircase and there were just like little, like weird stores, like a, a little opal business that sold opals, yeah. but like, but, but was only a room and just, I, I don't know how people found them. And anyway, there was one room that had uh, a literature for this like far right party and I was, I was excited to go in there and, and like taste the danger. Ah. And so, what? But Josh, you would have been seventeen. Yep. And then what, you had to go to Melbourne. Yeah. Well, my my girlfriend at the time was living here in Melbourne. She was a Tony Bartuccio dancer. And when I was in year twelve, I would come over to Melbourne. I came over four times to come and stay with her. And there was a guy in my school who was he was he was year twelve, but he was like a um, mature age student in year twelve. He just never left. His name was Jason McCracken, and he used to just draw like pentagrams all over the, all over the school and uh, stuff like that. And you have a brother named Phil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got that Sorry. all the time, and uh, he had that really, was really bad. He had really long, long black hair, like really long. And he heard that I was going over to Melbourne a lot, and said, "Hey, if you go, there's this white supremacist bookshop. Go buy me something from there." And I was like, oh, "I don't." And he goes, "No, because he's, you know, I was 17. He was like 22, I'd say." And that age bracket is huge. And I just thought, oh, he's, mm. he's cool. Like, you know, when just, oh, yeah. and then you realize, oh, no, they're not cool. They're just like losers who don't want to leave high school. Yeah. And so he, um, yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll get in there. And so when I went in the bookshop, I just grabbed the first thing pretty much I saw and that was it. 
Okay, so with the Freemasons book, was he angry about that, or he was fine? He just wanted something like I said. He was he was yeah. seven, like twenty three, hanging out with seventeen year olds. So he wasn't a smart guy. He just wanted something from the bookshop. That's all he wanted. And John, what did you? What was your verdict after getting the Freemasons book? Verdict from who? Like, uh, like your? What did you think of the book? The I was just excited because it was before. I don't think it, there was the internet, and so it was exciting because there were like. These secrets that otherwise ah. I'd never be able to find out. So, so I was pretty um, enthused by it. When the internet first came, were you into it, rotten.com? Was that <laughs> one of the websites oh. that you would go to? Yeah, yeah I went to yeah. rotten.com. I remember that was being one of the only websites that people talked about in my school. That was it. Because it was for nerds and then, like, oh, but there's this website called rotten.com you can go to. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with John. You are correct. It was John. Yes, point there yeah. for Nick. I just want to say if anyone's a little bit older and... Wants to keep studying. Don't let Josh put you off by <laughs> <laughs> saying you're an old loser. No, but like in year 12, no, if you've gone back to high school, like 21 Jump Street style, that's... Yeah, yeah. 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 That was you, his you name as well. You can do it well. in TAFE and that now, which is a good idea. Yeah, go I, do that. I tried to do it. I didn't complete it. But yeah, that, that, that's true. There was a guy in my school called John and he was really into like the occult and just would do stuff like that. Wait, uh, sorry, this isn't... Um, you probably know this, John. I, I, is there any... Because now we've got small cameras and stuff. Has anybody seen inside of Freemasons? Is there any good documentaries on it? Because I would like to see what goes on. Dave O'Neill's dad is a Freemason. Oh. John did a bit in his show about it. The problem is that they've, because of dwindling uh, membership, they Mm. decided to, oh, let's open our doors and make it less mysterious. But they had nothing going for them except for the fact that they were mysterious. And oh. so it's, they should have just doubled down on being mysterious because no, no one's interested in the sort of un, un, unmysterious Freemasons. I like it behind everything cool and mysterious. There's always something shit. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just like, oh, this is a bunch of old guys just drinking in a room. This yeah, is it's, like, like, it's like when you're young and you walk past like the nightclub doors and yeah. everything starts to seem yeah. amazing and mysterious. And then you're like, yeah, you're 22 or something. Because yeah. in your book, John, you talk about the um, anarchy, like, uh, was it not the anarchy centre, but the, oh, anarchy the Melbourne Anarchist Club, club which or, is yeah. in Preston. And it's between, it's between like two now like apartment blocks. Yeah. Every time I drive past, I'm like, yeah, good on them for being like that. And then reading your book, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of people who are a bit nerdy and a bit like, yeah, just into, <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck everything. And then you question them and they're kind of like, they don't really know what to say. Is that yeah. what it is? Or? I, well, I, still, I like how they've got, got zines there. I like any place that still yep. is, has got zines. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, they have lots of zines. I performed at the Sydney one once. You know, Shane Hunter's one at Newtown. Oh, yeah, I, I performed at that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they saw a guy. Good story, Goxy. Good story. <laughs> the guy was like, take down the system. Then he walked across the road and got some Oporto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to John. Yes. Was it Goxy or was it me who, in our high school, was beaten in a talent quest by the school weird kid who did an a cappella version of Enter Sandman? He even left 40 seconds of silence when the guitar solo kicked in and started again. Did that happen to me or happened to Goxie? Were we oh, beaten this, by what, a guy? This was what, a good memory of mine. What, what was your act? <laughs> what did your act entail? Um, we, we were a band, me and my mates, and um, we used to get together and play music. We were called really? the yeah. lie boys <laughs> Who are good at lies <laughs> <laughs> No, we were real Because I was real into um, like pop punk You know, like Newfound Glory And that those sort of names So we were called Batteries Not Included That was our name <laughs> Batteries Not Included Yeah 
you know that sort of vibe, one dollar short. And oh, yeah. oh yeah, newfound glory. Yes, yeah. you said that. Yeah. What and what instrument did you play? Me, I I badly played the bass, pretty badly, very badly actually. Bass guitar, yeah. What? Someone told me uh, bass gets the girls. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Wow, that's got such a <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> so, what what were what kind of talent quest was this like? So, it was high school talent quest. I was in there with Justin Hazelwood. We were together because mm. who played you in your show, yeah. Race Relations? We were doing a song. It was like a um, we pretty much just stole Lena Woodley's song, but added <laughs> two more verses to it to make it stretch it out because their song only went for like ninety seconds, and so we stretched it out. And what was their song? What, what's the it song? was Don't. So it was like, don't eat foods that taste yucky. Don't give a bath to a rubber ducky. Don't give a Chinese yeah. burn to so your now mother. So we, now we get closure on why he was so generous. It was like a pre-alibi, so generous about uh, the per- Conan O'Brien for not stealing the yeah. other person's material. <laughs> yeah. It was a pre-alibi because now we find out <laughs> that you nicked the Leno and Woodley yeah. shtick. And it was an audience vote because uh, the, the weird guy in our school was would have been what is now known as autistic, but back then it was just, he's just the weird guy. Yeah. And so mm. everyone fucking loved him when he would get up and do stuff because like, oh, like yes, it's gone gonna... mad. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> now they now they properly diagnose kids. So it's, uh, yeah, but it was that thing of everyone's going, yeah, you're going you're gonna to win. So he won. So it's a full Napoleon Dynamite style thing. Yes. You know? Was yep. there a prize? Um, yep. A month's supply of canteen food. Oh wow, that sounds. <laughs> was there was there a prize? <laughs> a cordless telephone. It's a cordless telephone. Both of you sound like you're lying. But hang on, wasn't there a thing before? Wasn't there a thing before where you said you don't even have to tell the truth? No, you don't have to tell the truth. Oh, this is so. This is really messing with my head. Okay, I'm going to go with you. You are correct. It was me. Yes, <laughs> a point there for John. <laughs> When yeah. you said I was in a band that played music, I thought, <laughs> I thought if you're passionate enough to bother being in a band, you know, like music heads just usually like really get specific. Also, a month of canteen food. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite broad. If you said $50 voucher at the canteen, but a month, yeah. you never know what's going to happen there. No, because that would be to get you to go to school. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Demi on three points, yeah. Kappa on four points, John on four points, but in the lead, I don't know how, is Aaron Gox on six points. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this round is called Who 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 Who. In this round, I'll read out ten questions all about you guys. If you think you know who it is, buzz in and answer it. You can't buzz for your own. You get a point if you're right. You get a point off if you're wrong. It's the only round you can lose points. Okay, so here we go. First question. Your names are your buzzers, by the way. Who here has been bumped from a gig due to the singer Pink? Who got bumped from a gig because of Pink? Kappa. Yes, Kappa. John Saffron. You are correct. Yes, it was John Saffron. How oh. was, how did, what was that? Um, I was meant to be on Rove Live. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was bumped for Pink. <laughs> oh, man. Brutal. Oh, well. But is that before or after you put a fat wire out on him? No, before. That was the motivation. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him since? Because you share the same management. Yeah, yeah. So he, his manager obviously isn't sort of that protective of him that yep. <laughs> another person can actually put a fatwa on one of his acts and that, that doesn't stop him from then, you know, taking have, you on. Have you ever seen Nicole Scherzinger after stealing her underwear? Oh, yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> there, there, there might have been, been a bit of television magic in that. Yeah. God, that, uh, that show, God, it haunts me. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Just because it was like me going the extra mile, being kind of... 
awkward and strange. Well, what about now writing this book about these kind of extremists? Are you a bit worried that, you know, one of them's going to do something dumb or... I mean, what I'm asking, are it's, we safe it's in It's sort of like more... If I get, like, you know, killed in this, it will make more sense to the public, like, in a yep. good way. It's like, oh, John was doing a good thing. He was there yeah. fighting the civil rights, justice, you yep. know, for civil rights and harmony and he got killed by a, like, like that's a good story but the whole, yeah. the whole thing King. of like what he stole Nicole <laughs> from the pussycat stole underpants what and, and then me having to go listen well, me become snookered like do I tell you there was a bit of TV magic and therefore you respect me less or do I go keep up with it and you think I'm a deviant like it's very hard alright question two who watched their first porno in a caravan park in Caloundra John yes John uh, Nick, Nick. Yes, you are correct. It was mm-hmm. Nick. Yes. Yep, we're on a ballroom dancing trip, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we about out where I was from, we didn't get SBS. Uh, and um, anyway, we uh, we were on a we were in the caravan, and my parents they all went to the party caravan, the parents' party caravan, and all the kids. And as soon as they were gone, we flicked it to SBS, and it was some foreign film, and it had. A guy going down on a lady, and we thought it was crazy. How old were you? Uh, I think I was about 11. Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah. This is this is why there's so much misunderstanding in rural Australia. Like, we need yeah. to send SBS out there. <laughs> I think it's there now. Okay. You know, I, 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 I have to, as part of my book promo, I have to write, like, five places I've been to and, like, what I remember from them over yep. my life. And the, the first one, for some reason, was Surface Paradise, going with my grandparents, like when I was in primary school. And I wanted to tell the story because I remember coming back from the week and a half and then wagging for a couple of days of school and getting away with it because of the confusion. But the, but the only thing I remember about the actual trip there was we went into this, like, the hotel unit or whatever, and on top of the cupboard was, there was this pornographic magazine, and it was, like, my first introduction to... Yep. Pornography. I remember. Oh, I still remember the title of the first porno I watched. I went around to Nick Bartlett's house. I was like seven, and he said his older brother was there and said, "Hey, you guys want to watch this?" I found it in Dad's cupboard, and it was called uh, "Sex Becomes Deadly." And it was about Whoa. this woman who ha- would have sex with the guys and then kill them. And she, it was just like three people she killed. And I got through like five minutes and was like, "This is so weird." And I, I got scared. Because the guy had a really veiny dick. I just remember it being a really <laughs> veiny dick. I don't want to watch this anymore. Getting weirded out by it. Yeah, it's so oh. scary. That's the weird part of it. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, and just being seven years old, snuff. just seeing a yeah. Uh, oh well, no, it was a, it was not. Yeah, yeah. but but yeah, it was weird. On. It was this weird. This is Tasmania, though. So. Oh yeah, here we go. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Question three: Whose first date was with someone they met on Year Ten work experience? Whose first date was with someone they met on Year Ten work experience? Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Demi. It was John Saffron, a point off Demi. Uh, oh, my God. You're going to be really disappointed because you're... Who's your rally who works at the Australian Jewish News? Uh, Danny Gox. Yeah. Same name as me. Yeah, but, yeah, but well, who is he in relation to you? My uncle. Okay, sure. Jeez, this is like you really don't want this like leaked on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was doing work experience at the Australian Jewish News and yeah, there was a other there was a girl there who was doing work experience. I went to a single sex school, so I had to like take advantage of these mm-hmm. like rare openings. Of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if your uncle saw me there. Did you do school plays and because they shipped in a girls' school or was that no, no, only something my I saw was in too movies? Strict, so yep. we didn't have school dances or nothing. Oh, that's right, I remember yeah. that. Okay, question four: Who once ate chicken so spicy they started hallucinating? Oh, Bindrol. Yes, Demi. Gox. Yes, you are correct. Yes, yes. point there. 
So, what, much like a Simpsons episode. <laughs> it's true. Anything food is you. Anything yeah. clanny is me. <laughs> <laughs> and weird and rural is Kappa. So, and just hilarious as me. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Guilty. What happened then? So you you went in a, a chicken eating competition. Yeah. Well, because before that, all I'd had was like KFC. Like you thought it was just a, a bunch of zinger. Yeah, stuff. I just thought, you just bite for the skin, it'll be fine. But... They brought it out. It was like swimming in the hottest chili in the world. And it, it was like pretty much like The Simpsons. I was like, face on fire, like the room's like spinning. I and once did a spicy burrito um, competition where I had to sign a waiver at the start to say that. Is that the I, one in Adelaide? No, no. Oh. It, was in, it was in Yarraville Gardens and it was the curry truck, I think. And it was like... Um, it was I got the vegetarian version so it was just like all this falafel and stuff with crazy like at the time it was the Guinness World Record holding hottest chilli yeah. it was a sauce made out of that the guy had to put a mask on while he was making it because of Whoa. the fumes and I had to sign a waiver to say that I wouldn't sue him if he had to drive me to hospital How oh, and well. was it excruciating pain? it I couldn't I so I got halfway through it and he was like holy fuck you're gonna do it so he started giving me free drinks so that I could get through it but then my legs stopped working and <laughs> I could only see out of one eye so I stopped wow. <laughs> that's what you want from a meal is your legs to stop <laughs> oh finally a chili that yeah. I can enjoy the meal <laughs> <laughs> alright question five who used to cry in trees who used to cry in trees Aaron yes Aaron no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Demi. You are correct. Yes, it was Demi. <laughs> so on brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine you tree No, no, the point, I didn't, like, the trees weren't making me sad. It was just that when I was in South Australia and I had a weird time for about six months where I was just crying in public a lot, I used to get embarrassed and climb a tree so no one would see me crying. And then oh. it would be really weird if they saw me up the tree crying. <laughs> just real disturbing. Question six. Who once worked as a door-to-door salesperson? Aaron. Sold nothing, but found out their boss was having an affair. Yes, Aaron. Nick Kappa. You are correct, yes. It was Nick Kappa. Yep. What were you selling? Well, I was selling children's educational systems. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was about... I was working in a, as a kitchen hand at the time, and I saw this ad in the newspaper, and I'm like, get to go around Australia and sell stuff. But what we did is we just stayed in inbred caravan parks, and people tried to kill us. <laughs> um, and then my boss was having sex with... Um, uh, with one of the workers and was it you? No, <laughs> oh. no. But him and his him and his girlfriend were the bosses, right? Oh. And she was complaining to me that he wasn't having sex with her enough. Yeah. And then he was having sex with uh, all the other girls in the crew. Mm. And, uh, Man, so much in this door to door stuff. That with this dude in my I swear I'm not trying to sneak yeah. out a plug of my book, but there was yeah. this dude who's like this former Israeli Defence Force soldier who's part of my book, and he's from the Middle East, and he's got a very kind of Arab-looking face, even though he's Jewish. And so he used to go door-to-door, like in the uh, this suburb where lots of Lebanese people, and so they'd think he was Lebanese or whatever, and then he'd end up kind of making love to all the people. Like, he knocked, not all the people. Yeah. <laughs> he got some knockback. <laughs> but basically he was door-to-dooring and going in there and then having... Um, um, Intercourse. That must be part of the allure for a lot of guys going into that kind of work. Going, oh, you get to knock on these bored housewives, and they're going to invite you in. And yeah, I was so nerdy at the time. Yeah, I was. I didn't have a clue about anything, you know. Um, but it was 
it, everyone in my crew was running from something. Yeah. Like the guy, the boss, he was going to be a Broncos football player and he got burnt in a drug deal. Someone burnt, set his legs on fire. Oh. So he couldn't play Broncos football anymore. There was another girl running from 30 grand worth of debt. Uh, there was, there, there was, everyone was running from something. I wasn't running from anything. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I just want to trip around Australia. And then I got fired. Oh. What did you get fired for? For selling nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I sold nothing <laughs> in three months, I think. That guy you're describing sounds like a Adam Sandler character. You know, the Zol- hey. what was the Zoltan? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zohan. <laughs> All right. Question seven. Who farts in cupboards when they're on their own in case someone walks into the room and notices it smells like farts? John. Yes, John. Aaron. It was Demi, so I point off John there. Yes, Demi yes. told me that. That's so way like, too much thought for me. I just let <laughs> it rip. I'm just like, <laughs> Jeff, get, no one's ever walked in on you mid mid cupboard. <laughs> uh, I did it once um, when I was living with a bunch of uh, <laughs> girls, oh, and one God, of them came into the room. Connected the dots. The yeah. climbing in the tree to yeah. cry. Yeah. Climbing in the cupboard to fart. All these plants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I would do it in the cupboards, and then one time my housemate came in and needed something from the cupboard, so she just got <laughs> just, a face full of fart. Just dutched oh. up into herself. Do you actually climb in the cupboard, or just no? I just stand put outside. the fart in the cupboard, and then I oh. shut the cupboard. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't lock myself in there with it. I could just like attach a tube from like my pants to my face. Like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. Uh, my mate asked me to help him work on a film set, and he gave me his dad's car, this beautiful little Jeep Grand Cherokee or something like that. And it was really fast, and I was really broke. And he gave me all this food. You know, you got to eat on the set, and I just farted in this car nonstop, <laughs> like nonstop, right? So I was like, okay, before I give this car back, because it it's it smelt so bad, and I was oh my like. God. Please, no one ride in this car with me, right? But, but so I thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll demystify it before I give it back. But he he rang me one time. He's like, hey, man, I need the car now. And he just took it and didn't come back. And then we just never discussed it. And then, <laughs> and then one time we are having a beer about three months later. I said, hey, man, when you pick up that car? And he's like, it fucking stunk. <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> okay, question eight. Who is certain that their old video store clerk judged them for borrowing the David Kelly TV show, The Practice? Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Mr. Saffron. You are correct. Yes, it was John. Yes, I'll point that for Aaron. We're too young for video shops. What are you, you're 33, aren't oh, you? Man. Yeah, but well, I knew been, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, they've only been gone for like five years. In a, in a comedy podcast um, little hyperlink, that's the video shop in Carlisle Street where... Judith Lucy used to go, yep. and she ends up uh, dating. Then they're, they're not married, are they? But basically, her partner no. now is the guy from behind the counter of that video shop. Oh, oh really? Yes. Because these guys were not in the band, the Twerps, oh. who were the guys who were working there when you were going in. I think. I think so. Mm. I think so. Yeah. So uh, everyone yeah. in Melbourne's in a band. Yeah. Not, nothing except, like Except for you You're only in a <laughs> hypothetical band That plays the genre called In Brisbane we all play I'm from Brisbane We all play rugby <laughs> Alright question nine Who caused $20,000 of damages To Peter Brock's car Which of you caused $20,000 of damages To Peter Brock's car Big jo- troll Yes, yes, Demi. John Safran? No, it was Kappa from farting in it. No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> it was Kappa though. So a point off, Demi. How'd you do it, Kappa? Uh, we're on a school excursion and we went to the <laughs> Bathurst 1000 Museum and uh, we all, they said one person at a time in Peter Brock's car and uh, we all got in it and I was in the passenger seat 
And I thought, oh, there's a fire extinguisher here. I better move before I tread on it. But oh, it didn't God. have a pin in it. So I picked it up and it just, the whole thing, just oh, a no. cloud of. <laughs> oh, and then we all wiped it off with our shirts, but all our shirts were, were white. So the teacher was like, oh, what's going on here? And we're like, oh, nothing. And then later on, I don't know if it was true or not, but the teacher definitely said this to us. He came over to our table and he's like, uh, does anybody know who set off that fire extinguisher in Peter Brock's car? Because they've done $20,000. <laughs> yeah. And because like, uh, my mates, you know, they all read car magazines. They had some Peter Brook. So then they said, oh, the car won't be there as it's under repair or something like that. But I think that was just a coincidence. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and But people thought you were just this hardcore Ford, Ford fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take down Holden. Yeah. All right. And our last, our last question for the game. Who here has been arrested for pitch evasion? Who's been arrested for pitch evasion? What's a pitch? pitch Running onto the football field or a pitch or... Go, oh. Going on to the Does a, a seagull count? <laughs> Not a radio controlled. Been trial. Yeah. Yes, Demi. I reckon it's probably Saffron. You are correct. Yeah, yes, it was. Everyone. Two <laughs> fucking idiots ask questions. <laughs> was I on the right? Thing? Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. You were. Yeah, it was when I. Did. Shame <laughs> on Siggy. Yeah, when. Oh my God, Shane, this has been the hardest sorry, one. Sorry, Saffron. <laughs> my voice and these two fucking clowns. Do any of those. Can I ask, do any of those like get you in trouble like, do you have, when you have to like go overseas? Um, well, that one I had to appear in court and it was just embarrassing because <laughs> there was no subtext, like intelligent subtext to the pitch invasion of sending a re- remote control seagull out to meet Shane Warne with a, and the seagull had a cigarette in its mouth because we were trying uh, to ruin his contract with Nicorette or whatever. Yeah, so it was just embarrassing having to sign like, up in court um, for that. Now we're also cynical. You know, when you see the chase, you're like, oh, that's been checked by a department. But yours felt, you know, like I said, you're a hero, but yours felt like you just did it. <laughs> Do you what? feel like that? Like you were the pioneer? <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about uh, what about Ray yeah. Martin? Did he ever have any strict words with you? when you? Yeah, he hasn't him? forgiven me. He still, uh, like, really? brings it up. That's he, so he, weird. He, like... wants, he wants this... Thing where somehow he wins, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he comes up with all these, and he just keeps on bringing it up. But it must be annoying for him because people bring it up with him. But yeah. for those who don't know, sorry. Uh, so John, many many years ago, did a pilot where he went through Ray Martin's, or kind of just we're at his doorstep with. Um, yeah, so I did, a, I did a reverse. Yeah. Ray Martin, where I turned up like his show sends foot indoor journalists to turn up to shonky people's houses and yeah. whatever. So I did that to him. And this was like before the chaser and jackass yeah. and all that stuff. So I think it was like confusing to do it, you know, like, yeah. and before Borat and all that. So, so Ray didn't know how to handle it like he might now. So he got really angry and grabbed me by the, yeah, the, thing, scruff, the, the scruff the, yeah, and shirt. his wife shoved her hand in the camera and all this stuff like that. And you had, was it Shane Paxton? Is that what the guy's yeah, name yeah, was? Yeah, Who Shane. were the famous family for turning down work on a tropical island when they were collecting benefits. And yeah, it was, was a real, set up to make yeah. look bad. What were they, what were they, Goxie? It was, they were stitched up. Classic <laughs> stitch up, Goxie. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he's just never, I've always like tried to give him an opening, like, oh, it was all a fun, but he never does it. Like, and he's, autobiography he brings yeah. it up like there's a page all about me and, and, he's, and he's gone through this like tangled thing where he talks about how much he likes to chase her like so he's saying he's going i really like to chase her because when they do their stunts there's like something really smart and but like so he's like still trying to win to have yeah. this thing that's just never going to happen but it's also he handled it so badly like he just you're just there with a camera you're not 
in his house. You're not doing anything. Everything's blurred out as well. Yeah. And he just loses his mind. His wife loses her mind as well. And it's just yeah. the thing of like, just if they just went, oh, hi, and just went into the house. One, you've got nothing for your show. Yeah. And then, but you've, yeah. I learned through that that I don't get away with whining and being earnest because like in the actual thing on the day, there's at times I kind of kind of slide into that. Like he's yeah. sort of like grabbing me or well, and I go, yeah, like you can't make me not be on your lawn <laughs> when sometimes your journalists are on the lawn. And even that, even though there's this total David and Goliath thing where I'm at such an advantage like – for a viewer watching, even that, I just, yeah. just like, oh, get stuff, Safran. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you wanker. So, so yeah, I, then, then I realised, John, you can never be earnest. Can I ask one, one question before we yes. wrap it up? Um, when you're doing those things, do you get really do you get really nervous and have to psych yourself up and go, all right, we're going to do this, I'm committed, especially when you're, like, you know, in costume, so when you were, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, in fact, I used to work backwards. I was so embarrassed to do these things that I'd work backwards and think up a way that I could be in disguise. So I'd bumped into Ray Martin at the Logies before I... Pre- and so I was so embarrassed and almost like ashamed like that I was doing this thing. And so I I worked out this thing where I get to wear a paper mache head of who Mike Munro or whatever. Yeah. And so it seems like really Dada-esque or surrealistic or whatever, but my motivation was... I'm ashamed, and maybe if I wear this yep. paper mache head, I'll feel less ashamed for what I'm doing. When I had the guy who's the cash cow on the show, he said the same thing about when he's in the cash cow. No, he didn't. I, I didn't <laughs> All right. At the end of the game, the scores are Demi on four points, John on four points, Capra on five points, but in the lead on eight points, winning the game is Aaron Gox. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for playing Don't You Know Who I Am. Before we go, a quick round of plugs. We'll start with Capra. What do you got to – What do you, you do, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, just uh, Kappa Flapper. Uh, Kappa Flapper on internet? Yeah, at, uh, at Twitter and at Instagram. Yep, very good on Twitter. Follow, follow Nick. Uh, John, you've got your book. It depends what you mean by extremist, going rogue with Australian deplorables, hanging around with all these radical characters. And, but I'm also doing a – when does this get uploaded? Can't on Friday. So you oh, know, it's missed the plugging the triple R thing. Maybe I'll put it up on Thursday for <gasps> you. So if you're uh, listening to this and you're a triple R listener, which uh, I know a lot of people are um, – John's doing a thing here at Triple R's, this is where we record this, uh, with Michelle Bennett, his ex-girlfriend, and, uh, yeah, in, in conversation with. Yes, Talking for sure. all about it. I'll just go to my website, johnsafran.com, where I put up all the dates because I'm doing all this book stuff around Melbourne and Australia. And the book's great. I read it all in one, like, pretty much not one sitting but two sittings, and it's, yeah, it's great. So good. Aaron Gox. Yep, um, I'm on the internet. Uh, send me a message and buy a T-shirt. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got t-shirts for sale. I had air fresheners, but they're all sold out. Ah, oh, so he capped bought them off when he had the Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> yeah. And Demi Lardner. I've got Demi Lardner on Twitter, demilardner.com. I'm doing my show in Perth. It's called Look What You Made Me Do. And I have a podcast called We Are Not Doctors with Bart Freeman. Thank you very much for coming on. Don't you know who I am? Until next time, bye. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.